from the trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. I'm your host, David Boyer from SQL CFO. Joined with me is Paul Meisner from Freedom Mentoring. Brought to you by PGL, Australia's number one corporate compliance and superannuation software. We are fresh off our live episode at the Judo Capital offices for the Start of Financial Year Party. Huge success, Paul Meisner. Thank you very much. Hello, David. Hello, listeners. Hello, all. Uh, what an episode. Uh, what a party, David. That was a, a great event. Cannot wait for the next one. Uh, it was really good. Anyway, was very happy to be a part. Thank you again, Judo and BGL, for that. Uh, start of the year, still getting into the swing of it, um, but... Got a good episode this week, David. So much content, so much content. We're going to release the in-depth topic separately. And the in-depth, that's what you said, in-depth topic and an interview this week all separately. We're still playing with episodes. I did get feedback, David, on LinkedIn. I hadn't told you this, that uh, as long as we get the naming convention right, that they're the same week but a different episode, people were saying, uh, I heard one good comment, feedback, saying yes in a different episode. Out of... That's all I heard. Only one good. So anyway, we'll see. Dave, kick us off. Best on ground. Best on ground for me. Uh, went over to Twitter and found a really nice tweet by Paul Barnes, an ACA member, who uh, read out a quote that a client said to him. He said, an agency owner explained to me today that he thinks he needs to move to zero to get better insights. Now, Regular listeners are involved in the advisory game and think, no, 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 that's not right. And he correctly nails it. He says, we're huge fans of zero, but if your management accounts are lacking in insights, that's not an accounting system problem. It's a problem with the person who's producing them. And what's this has really hit the nail on the head on is there's there's this misunderstanding in the market of what proactive advice looks like because it's not technology-based. Technology doesn't suddenly create insights. Every zero, myob, or intuit are good enough for any uh, management account or somebody who's charged with providing in- insights should be able to glean them from those accounts. Don't disagree, David, um, but I think in, for context here, I'd love to find out what they were coming from. I think that I have found... If it was Excel, then I'd agree. Yeah, but, but even some enough. desktop. So, I mean... I think the power, and whether it's zero, whether it's uh, other online, I think moving from a non-bank feed world into a bank feed world improves the insights. This is not about the structure of the management accounts, although I think you know layouts can certainly be fixed in anything. But if you're if you don't have up to date bank feeds and real time information, I think that's the power. So no. 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 He's talking about insights. He's not talking about cash coding a bank statement. He's talking about helping a business owner say, what does this mean? What do I do next? Now, I've, I can tell you, I've walked into plenty board, probably not board meetings, but management meetings with an incomplete set of management accounts because someone in the process wasn't ready. And I've just sort of had to wing it a little bit, which you can do. With it. You can do it. I, I think any layout of any accounts, I think it's the timeliness that gives you the insights. I think that... Definitely a part of it. I think that the, 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 the pro, a proper layout, not necessarily looking at your standard. Um, if you're looking because, at the standard P&L in any accounting system, you're not doing management accounts. But I don't think... Um, I think you, you can get you, it. Are you saying that if you can produce some type of report format and you just email that report to the client, that's... I, I don't think it's the report at all. I think it's the conversation you have with them. 
in, the, in the smaller in the smaller end in, in the micro in the micro end, which as I've said is the way is the, the end. I I think that the couple of magic numbers there are uh, debtor days, break even sales per month. But you don't need a report for that. You, well, but that's what I'm saying. You, but you, you can you, get management insights you, from your you zero could, because your number is so easy. That's not necessarily zero. You could pick up a balance sheet. Of, from any system and within a few minutes work out a few KPIs that's going to help somebody yep. in, in their business. Like that, that's what being, to me, that's that's the sniff test good advisory work. That's the bit that you're trying to get in bigger firms. They're trying to get junior staff to be able to just look at it and say, right, here's what's going on and I can tell the story here. But I'll tell you an interesting story. Richard Francis said to me at the Change GPS conference last year or two years ago maybe, Richard Francis, the friend of Spotlight Reporting. So one of the reasons Spotlight boomed is because we offered PDF printing and accountants like PDFs, which I believe. What I don't believe is that a client's like PDFs. No. They just no, sit not in at their all. inbox. Yeah, they don't well. open them. I, I still don't know a client that needs 38 pages of reports and gets... Yeah, I, I can't even get them to... To, to flick through most of the pages of their of their annual accounts, but I tend to agree, my friend. But I but I do like that. It, I think you've got to you've got to start with the management accounts. I certainly think that the real timeness of online accounting, and if you're giving particular attention to the layout, you can have. Uh, but with any management accounts, you have got to work out what you you what you're measuring. Um, measuring everything is easy. You've got to work out what your key number Correct. is. Correct. What else you got, David? Um, indigenous accountants. Now, we spoke about this previously on the show. You met with uh, one of the partners of PwC whose name's escaped me as part of Shelley Wakawa. Cable. Shelley Cable, an Indigenous accountant at PwC and leads some program that PwC have uh, to promote accounts in that in well, Their Indigenous, indigenous Accounting Division. Indigenous Accounting. Is that made up of Indigenous accountants? Or they service Indigenous Service Indigenous. Okay. Yep. So really, this is a fascinating thing, right? So we all hear largely negative stats about the performance of the Indigenous community uh, everything from a lower average life expectancy, lower employment, drug issues, issues alcohol, you, there's a lot of negative energy. We believe, and everyone listening to this show will believe that accountants can help communities. So this is an, a huge at-risk community. And uh, Indigenous Accountants Australia, sponsored by CPA and CA, held a conference at Griffith University. And it, I picked it up on my Twitter, a few people sort of were tagging things in it. And I learned a lot just from following the Twitter feed that was happening about it. Here's something fascinating. Diverse cultural issues have significant impact on Indigenous students' study options and study access. Now, get this. Notions of accounting and accountability are culturally based. Western organisation and accountability structures clash with Indigenous dreaming law. Accounting doesn't fit with the value system of the Indigenous parts of the Indigenous community. Never mm. thought about this before. Yeah, it, it's, it, it is an amazing concept. And, and Shelley, I think, did touch on it. It'd be interesting to, to go back to that episode. Um, Shelley also did touch on with, with me. One of the things that I found really interesting was that um, uh, historically they didn't have any money and they didn't actually have a financial, a financial system. Um, therefore, they just lacked the practice. Like the, the kids weren't brought up in a... Uh, in a world of dealing with it or having to deal with it, and neither were the parents. So, and that certainly, um, Shelley said, had a, had a ripple effect. But uh, Indigenous accounts, Indigenous, the Indigenous community are underrepresented overwhelmingly uh, compared to the population. I think they're 3% of the population and 0.001% of all accountants is a rough stat that I remember from my days at uh, CA. But yeah, certainly 
we need to do a lot more there, not only for the Indigenous community, but just for the accounting community. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great great initiative for CA and CPA to get behind. Um, if you just want to learn a bit about it, just follow Indigenous IAA on Twitter. The link will be in our show notes. Um, just get your awareness up on these issues. I was really interested in that, Paul. Uh, is that all for my best on ground this week? No, i got a ripper one. you got another one. i got a ripper one. Uh, a video on LinkedIn. Link, there's some great video content that gets put out on LinkedIn. This is for a law firm out of Texas, uh, Peterson Sherry, I think it's called, who own a $3 million luxury jet. This is a firm based in Texas, and they fly to Silicon Valley very often, once a month for, for startup conferences. Now, they've gone out and bought a jet because they worked out that the cost of a jet plus the extra billable hours they get by not having to sh- you know, schlep to the airport and, work, and they can't work in public because it's sensitive information they have, it costs, the, the net cost of the, vet, the, the jet was $17,000 a month. But they made $20,000 a month if they could bill while they were flying. It's about a four and a half hour flight. I Googled it from Texas to, to LA. I was to San Watching Brad. it now, yeah. And I thought, what an amazing thing. Now, whether whether you believe the financials of it or not, and whether you can afford the CapEx, and whether, so this is obviously a substantial firm. This isn't a micro firm at all. What an employee perk. What a way to attract the best talent. We're going to fly you in our company jet to startups. And I, I was really impressed by this story, Paul. It's I'm reading the text now. It's it's actually amazing, and it is funny when that uh, when the maths stacks up um, to be able to work together. You're right. You can't just sit at the back of a Qantas flight or or um, a, a commercial flight and get your work papers out. It does seem uh, to be. It does seem like somebody's justified. Oh, we need a private plane. I don't know how they got that through, but yeah, the numbers this, stack up. It's definitely. I could see the partner meeting. Like a couple of partners really wanted to do it, and then came up with some sort of you know after half a bottle of scotch, came up with this business case for it and said, "Oh, we can actually." I want to see work. that Excel spreadsheet. I want. I want to <laughs> see that. I want to see that uh, that spreadsheet of the timesheets. Very very interesting. Anyway, but I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure the numbers do stack up. Uh, I wonder whether there was. By the way, a, I, want, I want a trenches jet. You can pay for it, David. Go for it. Uh, I might have to tap up Tremor and BGL oh, for some more sponsorship. Well, there dollars, you mate. go. I don't think I don't think we do that much. Uh, we do that much travel. Anyway, no, that's good. Always a good airplane story. What do you got, mate? Best on ground. Best on ground. I will tell you what. Uh, so Australian Bureau of Statistics, the latest hire, or well, maybe not the latest, but the high profile in our area hire. The ABS did pick up. Uh, John Shepard from the ATO uh, STP team, but also a bit of a social media darling uh, of the ATO uh, space. Did some great work online. Anyway, this cropped up in my feed uh, a little while ago around the state of origin rugby for those north of the uh, Victorian border. The Australian Bureau of Statistics had jumped in. This is a bit of that sort of um, taking uh, an event taking an event and using whatever's in your business to um, piggyback off that and and use it. In this case, it was the statistics. So they basically, the the ABS played uh, uh, bet, bet maker, or I guess what you say, and said, who will win the statistical battle? They Market went through maker. population, population growth, number of males, percent who exercise, average weekly earnings, average hours of uh, homework, of housework in order to pick a side I just I just think it was a great from the ABS and I hope we see more of this accountants love stats we all love stats but taking a bit of what's happening out there and saying you know what 
my favourite of this has always been the um, Webster Dictionary, who when uh, they did it to Donald Trump, but also some big, when people make spelling mistakes or, or get mismeaning of the words, they jump in with things that are happening. They do it very well. Hopefully the ABS Statistics Bureau do uh, do the same. I love looking at this stuff. I think uh, they've got to work on their infographics. This, this one lost me a little bit towards the end. I couldn't quite understand what I was looking at. Some interesting stats that came out for me. 57% of NRL-aged males, so 50% of males aged between 18 and 37, uh, were exercise more than two and a half hours a week in New South Wales, only 51% in Queensland, so 6% more. That's probably all the good-looking people around Bondi in the uh, eastern suburbs down there, Paul. I always feel like a fish out of water when I'm hanging around with those beach bods. They also did had a fair few number of uh, a bigger population and a bigger number of NRL age population. I do. I would love to see the ABS apply their hands at cricket. There are so many statistics of cricket. An unbelievable World Cup to our listeners in New Zealand, our heartfelt commiserations on losing in the most brutal of ways and I think showed some unbelievable sportsmanship, Paul. To our listeners in England... The Ashes are coming, friends. They'll find something else to complain about. They're happy you've, for now, you've, but I'm sure they've got they'll... an asterisk next to your World Cup victory for winning in oh, suspicious don't circumstances. Don't do that. Don't oh. be one of them, David. No, they the won't... MCC want to make up grey rules, then from the trenches, credit to question the, the greyness. It was of the, the application of the rule that was grey, not the rule itself. Oh. A, a... They're not known for specific rules. This was very specific. They just the umpires on the day got it wrong. But at the end of the day, I don't think that's why they lost. But anyway, there was an extra run given. We won't go into that. I want to see the ABS as an using umpire, cricket stats. As an umpire oh, you're myself. a sports umpire. What do you umpire? Don't say curling. Baseball. Oh, yeah. You oh, I have umpired do you do curling. The, do you do the, you're out of here. Is that you? Yeah, absolutely. Do you Used actually to. do that? Used to. Do you, like, do you get really animated and into it? Oh, you've got to sell it sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you've got to sell it. So it's part of the... Part of the gig. Sometimes you've got to convince everyone that you know what you were talking about. What else you got best on ground? Uh, I have. Um, uh, interesting in Australia. So we've gone through, obviously, we've spoken about on this show, the election cycle. There was a bit of a uh, cash splash by the continuing government. I won't say incoming government. Continuing government as part of the election. They brought in the low and middle income earners, basically giving people earning up to 90000 uh, an extra grand. It's been very popular, well, hasn't it? It's been, been massively popular. <laughs> but it, it created this really weird, um, this really weird uh, mixture of things. So we've got STP making the year-end reporting of wages more difficult. You don't know where you, whether or not you're getting a payment summary. You don't know where you... We don't know how quick it's going to take the ATO to pre-fill the data. Um, we've got we got that. We've got the tax cuts that were delayed in getting through. We've had some ATO outages in terms of their uh, portals and stuff. It's, it's really hard. Anyway, so there's been a lot of calls for people not to lodge. Hold off. Your information won't be correct. Can't see it happening. You know what? It's not you know happen. what? All of these people, philosophically, you're dealing with people who want their tax refund. Yeah. Getting an amended assessment for, for getting the low-income, middle-income rebate later. No way. I, I don't believe, you know, people should take reasonable care. You shouldn't just say, well, I'm not going to include any interest. But if you go to your bank, you find out your own interest, you do not need to hold off until it hits a pre-fill report. You know what you earn. Just go through the reasonable, lodge a reasonable tax return and get anyone who says hold off on it to not get a refund just for whatever reason helps them is not an advisor. Well, pre-fills are luxury, 
right? You still need to have your substantiation. Like prefills a new thing. It's only been around for a nothing. Few should years. surprise you though, David. No. Like it's like you know. Oh, I forgot about that bank account. Like it's just it's just being lazy. So you got to say every bank account, even if it's a dollar worth of interest, your dividends, that kind of stuff, everything else. I say lodge, especially if you're getting a refund. I love it. Uh, anyways, but uh, yeah. That's all I had. So I mean, there a few wait times. The ATO had a, a bit of problem with the. It was it was popular. It was just it was it was a, it was a perfect storm of FTP, new tax rates, some computer glitches. Anyway, it it's had it uh, it's had it all, but record numbers of people uh, lodging, which is good. Get the refunds flowing. Refund, refund, refund. Uh, that was it. I think for me, David. Uh, that was all our bests. Um, I had another one. You failed to mention my my webinar. Oh, you played all right, it out, didn't it? You caused your own internet downfall yourself. Five hundred thousand people on your BGL. I, I'm told that it is one of the uh, top two. I think top two most popular uh, BGL webinars ever from non. What was it about? From non- what did you actually talk about? Anything interesting at all? The modern compliance advisory firm, David. Lots of stuff. I got I good was, questions. Do you, do you know what? Do you get the questions at the good, end? Is always where the gold. Good is. questions. It, look, it is. It was. It was really good to see um, and hear from people who were running small firms. Got a lot of messages off the back of it for people that. Um, it, it's really it. funny. The questions you get aren't you know, and, and the challenges they have aren't the ones they're being told they have. This is not top down. Um, have to buy advisory software, that kind of stuff. Well, maybe we'll do an in-depth topic on the real challenges small firms are having. Paul, you sell a few uh, freedom mentoring. I did. Mm. I did. Lots of interest, mm. which is good. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a particular sales pitch. That wasn't the reason for brought, doing it. But, that's but it was. It was. It was the content. But, that, but that's where you don't sell in it. You deliver great content. People say, you know what? I want more. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you some of my hard earned money. You earned the sale. You didn't sell. You earned. Some of the. I mean, some of the comments were. Uh, you know, about time somebody actually spoke <laughs> about small firms. Um, telling the, the the not the truth, but content that resonated. Content that didn't sell me. Um, and a lot of people with, with challenges in their firms. David, going to worst on ground. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm just giving us a, 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 a MOGO, was it? A, a, mus- a musical logo musical for worst logo. on ground. We've been reading about podcasts. MOGOs are trendy. Let's apparently. go to worst on ground. Smart company. Uh, Ian Whitworth has written an, a hilarious article that I can resonate with. I've been flying a lot. I've been flying probably once a week for the last two months and you notice trends in airport bookstores and Ian's picked up why business self-help books can just F star CK off and he's paraphrasing the titles Get Your SH1T Together by Sarah Knight Busy as F-U-C-K by Karen Nimno who's a clinical psychologist I wonder if she'd use the F-bomb in one of her papers F-U-C-K Feelings, Less Obsessing, More Living by Dr. Michael Bennett. Un-F-U-C-K-ology by Amy Alkin. And of course, uh, the very popular Mark Manson ones. Uh, what are they called? I don't give up he's, something. I can't remember. He spoke at ZeroCon last year. And the got, subtle art of not giving The subtle art of not giving an F. Anyway, so he's like, like, this is just ridiculous. And all of these books are in fluorescent colours. Mark's one is, was, the original one was fluorescent. Orange, now it's first in green. One's blue, 
pink, yellow, all these bright colors designed to get you to say, oh, I need to read this. This is urgent. And it's sparked me through its controversial title. And he's really taken, and so he's come up with his own book titles that he'd like to see in bookstores. You ready for some of them, Paul? Yep. Who Moved My Turmeric Latte? A spicy parable for millennial-centric businesses. That is a play on Who Moved My Cheese, which has anyone read that? Seriously, so many people rely on it. It is the most... Finley, anyway, it is. I just I read it because I thought, oh well, there's got to be something in it. Dead set, it was the thinnest. It was the thinnest story. It? Yeah, I read the. I, I paraphrased it. it. <laughs> well, no, because I wanted to understand what it was, and I, I got the concept. It was. It's. It's very thin. The uh, the next one that he's come up with. The future is coming at the speed of time. By Hans Bjorkfast, PhD. It's like Google Maps for navigating the uncertain terrain of the future. How real leaders re-intention teams. And this is the quote that's on this one. The Chad wrote the book on teams. Now he's literally written a book on them. And he's just taken he's taken all these buzzwords. And the problem with it is, I could see every one of these books at an airport, Paul. It's just not great. Winnovate or perish. This is my favorite one. Uh, only halfway to 220%. Why 110% won't cut it anymore by Steve B. Fixenson, who's this mean-looking army general. Self-help Jeez. books are the new the new black, I think. It is it is. There is quite some funny titles the, out be, the of The last that. one, Paul, Be More Like Me, a New York Times bestseller. Narcissism God personified, my friend. God I loved us. it. Don't read airport books. Do your research and read something really interesting. Have you, what was the last book you read? Do you read much? Tax Act. <laughs> Sleep with the copy? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, the tax I act read? or the, the tax that's going to give people a small amount of money for a little bit oh, amount of time? No, that never got up. That, that amendment up. never oh, got up. No, 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 I don't. No, the tax code. Master tax codes are all I've got. That's a nice book. Such a bloody nerd. It's a lovely <laughs> book. It's about, I, don't, I don't read books. Don't. In fact, I don't. I buy books. I don't read them. No. I flick them. So that's not true. I do read them but and I sort of get halfway through. I'm like, all right, I get it. Uh, uh, what else? What you've got? Worst on ground. I found the most jargon-filled tweet of all time. I think on this one uh, by a very popular. This guy's in the Gary Vaynerchuk world of sort of coaching celebrities, public speaking celebrities. Uh, Grant Cardone. He's uh, a private equity fund manager with 1.2 billion dollars under management, but he's always on these sort of big. You gotta do it now. Act now. Do it all. Yes. Sort of people. So he's got this tweet, and the, and the comment is, when are you going to start 10Xing your superpower? Oh, God. But here's the quote. Your belief system is your superpower. Mm. How do you 10X your belief system? Doesn't That gives us like the Spanish Inquisition and the Crusades when people 10X their belief system. I, I don't, For someone selling a belief system to say, anyway, whatever. What uh, but is that's, this nonsense? How yeah. do people relate to this? That is, it's nonsense. I don't know what, like, but it's people are like... Anyway, I, I feel like we're not I feel like we're not substantial anymore. We're just very superficial. That's anyway, as superficial as it comes. Oh, that is ridiculous. You're, do you know what my superpower is? Carbohydrates, Paul. <laughs> Keeps me going throughout the day. <laughs> beer. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, there we my, go. My There's some real life advice all, yeah, there, absolutely. ladies and gentlemen. Um, oh, yeah. We should just... Was it create a mem generator? Your dot, dot, dot. Like insert here. What is your superpower? There you go. Hit us up. What is your superpower? Mine's carbohydrates. Paul's beer. Tax deductions. <laughs> Minimizing tax is my superpower. <laughs> but get my, what is it? My, my, my undies on the outside. Put on a tax minimizing cape. Anyway, that's enough of that. T-Man. Oh, mm, not bad. Not bad. That was mm. quick. Well done. Uh, right. Uh, worst on ground for me. Um, 
Interesting take here from the ATO. Now, uh, the ATO don't hit up the worst in on ground often. Um, they've come out this week, and, and anyone who says compliance is dead, this is how the interrelationship of different areas of the tax law. So, oh, this is I just in, look at what you're talking about. In terms of in terms of running a business, if you are an Uber driver, you are treated exactly the same as a taxi. You have to register for GST because it's a taxi service. You you forget the seventy five, forget the uh, low threshold for nut. You're straight in because you, David, if you're an Uber driver, the ATO says for GST you are a taxi service. What about FBT? What about FBT when if you give an employee a cab ride home, taxi travel home from your office or home from an event or whatever, it's uh, exempt from FBT. You'd think. Uber would be included? No. They have ruled that Uber isn't a taxi service. I'm not sure how you can be uh, a taxi service for GST and not a taxi service for FBT, but that was a very interesting outcome. It's confusing as all hell, Paul. And and I thought two things about... First of all, it's absolutely ridiculous. And it it when ridiculous things happen, I think the public start... You know, we've got people don't have a lot of faith in institutions at the moment. Things like this just eroded a bit more. It's a little bit left-hand, right-hand for me yeah, as well. It's like the left-hand yeah. who's deciding this doesn't tell the right-hand what it's doing. Although there's just no... It, it's, it's almost, it almost plays into that whole wall. Have they decided that based on the outcome? Because the outcome of GST is to include them collects more GST. Mm. In in FBT, to exclude them cr- yeah. collects more FBT. This, is, this to me sort of seems like, well, it either is or it isn't. Not it is depending on whether or not. I dare say, when it comes to other tax. things, a lot of people at Uber would love to have not been deemed to be a taxi service because they probably would have gotten out of a hell of a lot of lawsuits at the moment, Paul. Well, and that's the thing. Like, do you kind of then go, well, hang on, which are we? I don't know whether we can be both. To get it into a, a, a very from the trenches conversational paradigm, Paul, this on the one hand adds to the complexity of compliance. But it also is a yes/no answer. So it's sort of the decision tree that that an auto checklist could work out. It's, it's just a it's just a mess. That's it for us this week, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for uh, listening. Keep an eye out for or an ear out for the Joseph Healy interview dropping this week. Plus, also our in-depth topic. Otherwise, uh, Paul Meister LinkedIn for me, or head over to Freedom Mentoring. David Boyer on LinkedIn for me. Have a great week. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter at PaulMeissner underscore or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. Hey.